0: Welcome to Bleed TV, the podcast of the best shows on TV. And I'm Zach. And I'm Jake. And tonight we're hitting that Walking Dead. Um, it's episode 612. Not tomorrow yet. Um, director Greg Nicotero and the writer was Seth Hoffman again. It's getting pretty popular this year. Um, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be first and just tell you that I really freaking enjoyed this episode. I'm not going to lie to you. It was pretty dynamic and I have to say mainly because there was a lot less talking and a heck of a lot more action. I'm not going to, you know, belittle the point either, man. I absolutely love this. This
1: was a fantastic episode of Walking Dead. I uh, I agree with you totally about the conversations very few. I prefer seeing Rick's group just being badasses, silently moving their way through a, you know, a
0: plan. It was it was great, and when you did have dialogue, it was to the point. Um, some comic relief, some different things. Um, it was calculated, well executed. The pace was great. I, I'll be honest with you; it could be a possible top five for me. I mean, just from start to finish, I was I was rolling with it.
1: Uh, I couldn't tell you about top fives or not because I find it hard to remember a lot of Walking Dead. There's been so many episodes. There's it's no tough. doubt. Um, but I know for sure, for me, who nitpicks the hell out of this show, this was just flat-out fun.
0: You know what? I think that's the reason. You said took your words right out of my mouth. The reason I think it's a top five is, is because this is one of the first episodes that I don't value and truly love Because we didn't have a major death or a major climate, you know, not climax or something, you know, an end of the season moment or any of that kind of stuff. This was just a great, fun episode. The kind of episode where somebody who's new to the show could watch it and be like, Oh yeah, this is this is pretty cool and just get right into the show.
1: Yeah, I I think what I love the most and it's what I like about a lot of shows is the tension. This was able to Put so many of your fan favorite characters at risk of just some simple brutal death, you know, out of around the corner at any moment. And the way they work their way through it and manage some fantastic
0: action shots—I mean, I was just floored. Very yeah, well done. I, I'll give you credit to the, the cinematography on this one. I really like how it was like a close upfront camera for a lot of shots. Kind of made you feel like you were moving through the hallways and different things. And during the action scenes, um, I like the lighting. I like a lot of the things they did this time. It was, you could definitely tell this seemed to be a more well thought out scenario scenes and overall episode. Yeah. I, now don't get me wrong. It's it's impossible not to find things to nitpick, because I got plenty of things to nitpick about the episode, but it's more opinion-based instead of looking at it going, Ugh, you know, or anything like that. Okay, I was going to say the same thing.
1: I didn't have any necessarily execution problems. No technical flaws that I could tell.
0: Except I'm still going to ask you about a night-day shift again. Yes, the infamous, you know, turn the clock and suddenly we're daylight. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, but this was a little more believable. It was a little more
1: believable, but still ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but I will say, on same thing on your point, opinion matter. There's a couple things I'm a little curious about and a little disappointed in.
0: Right. But nothing that broke the back of the camel on this show. It was just really, really good all the way through. Right? Oh, no, this is super fun. Yeah. Um, You know, I was really excited to see that Carol was like the main star of the episode. I was like, yes, it's never going to be a bad episode when Carol is a primary character. You know, and this music and the stuff they're playing—it was, (laughs) it was great. I'm really, really enjoying the music they're doing. Um, You know, of course, she's making these most random cookies on earth. I want somebody to tell me honestly they've made a cookie like this and said they actually enjoyed it. Beets and acorns disgusting i've I mean, heard about acorn paste and i heard it is gross oh man i can only imagine what ends up in the bowl after eating something like this yikes oh, i don't think there'd be a bowl left It'd be oh, shattering God, bowl shattering man, like that man, man would have ripped your oh ugh. i mean no nah, apocalyptic I'm moving away from cookies right now. <laughs> <laughs> um you know they waste no time we we get Now, I will say about the whole cookie thing, I thought it was really cool, you know, that she's handing them out and meeting all these people there, but the whole leaving the cookie for Sam, you know, you really got the whole, she's struggling with reality, she's seeing these things. Do you think she feels the guilt for what she said to Sam, and guess what, it ends up kind of coming to fruition?
1: Okay, here's my opinionated problem with the episode, or problem with the direction of the show, necessarily. I don't like fluctuating Carol.
0: Yeah, I like like, she's going from badass to Susie homemaker back and forth, uh, and then she's going from the moral compass of you know having no care and do what you got to do to the I'm struggling with all the people I've killed.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't like this at all because it sucks. Because they showed first, yeah, you see Carol wandering around and she's getting the ingredients and stuff like that. But then they show her wandering around picking up acorns and dispatching a really cool looking walker.
0: Yeah. In in oh, classic a walker. Yeah. In yeah.
1: classic Carol fashion. So I was like, hell yeah, I love this badass Susie Homemaker style Carol. Oh, yeah. Love it. You know, then she's delivering the cookies and stuff. I have no problem with that necessarily. It's when she gets all the just conversations with Rick and with Morgan and And with Maggie and all that
0: stuff that I start,
1: like, really losing my love.
0: This episode is supposed to show how badass the group has become. Who they are now. And this seemed like a regress for Carol. Didn't care for that. They just didn't show
1: a good enough, you know, intermission between her trying to kill Morgan, basically. Because he's not hard enough and not willing to kill enough. To now... She's really struggling
0: with killing, and like I said, her her moral compass has all of a sudden become effective on her, which has never been a a problem. At least not for a couple seasons. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking back all the way back to you know when she's killing folks at the prison and doing what she got to do, and da 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 da, and gets banished. I mean, yeah, where where does this come now?
1: I mean, from Carol burning bodies at the prison to up to
0: this episode, she's been straight badass. Now you think about this. <clears throat> Did some homework on this. You might be impressed. You remember her journal in the show? You know it was all right. She wrote down these little initials and so on. And I paused it and figured, like, yeah, it's it was, all the people she's killed. Yeah, you know, R K D L Terminus Courtyard Candle Woman all that stuff. All right, well, R was for Ryan. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, the K and D was Karen and David.
1: Hang um, on, Ryan. You mean Roy? Was it? What's her husband's name? No.
0: Ray or something? No, Ryan was Lizzie and Micah's dad. Was it? Yeah. And then there's, of course, L. Lizzie, you know, look at the flowers, look at the yep. flowers. And then, uh, of course, your Terminites. And then, of course, the woman was Mary. You know, she shot her and let her get killed. And then, of course, she killed a bunch of wolves and to a grand total of 18. Um, I like the question mark, though, next to Terminus and the wolves and stuff because... She didn't really know yeah exactly right Well, you got to make a prediction but I, I think it was kind of neat to see a journal you know of kind of like a realization of what you've done, but to use it as a tool of her struggling with morality I didn't care for because that's just not what I love about Carol right now I love Carol for being the basically one of the baddest characters of the group you need something to get done Carol' will get it done. And now it's like, I want to be Susie Homemaker. I'm worried that I got blood in my blouse and blah, 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 you know? Carol is the Shane we like. Oh, well
1: put. He, you know, he wanted to handle business, but he was a douche. Carol, not a douche, and handles her business. No, yeah, she's anti-D-bag. There's no doubt. Yeah, so I don't like this turn. I just, I
0: hate it. Let's also talk about this. What about the whole um Tobin affair here? Okay. What you know, just to throw more salt on the wound here, how we feel about this.
1: Once again, just like between Morgan situation and now, there wasn't enough foreplay in there
0: yeah. to just throw us into this Tobin thing. How about a gentle touch or a wink or give me something? No. We're, we've we've we're going past first base already. I didn't even know we were on the Mount. Yeah. I mean, where where'd this come from? You know what I hate to say? I really feel like they're setting this up to just kind of create some more, oh my God, we're losing a character and somebody loves him. You know, just when he starts to become somebody you care and like, we're going <clears> to <throat> take him out of the game here. So what do you think about all the love in the air? Way too much. They've done a lot, huh? Oh my gosh! Now we got Denise and Tara. We got Carol and Tobin. We got Michonne and Rick. We got, I mean, it's just where Glenn else and are... Maggie. Yeah,
1: uh, Aaron and his boyfriend. I mean, uh, it's... and they're not straying away from any of them.
0: No. You know, and it's almost like it's politically correct a little bit. If you realize we have a homosexual couple, males, homosexual female couple, interracial, interracial. couples, yep. and heterosexual I mean, we're just covering the entire basis. I mean, let's just make sure we cover all. yeah. And then, of course, you know, you could say Rosita being somewhat Hispanic with a, a white male, and I mean, we're just... A ginger yeah, white yeah. male. We're just going across the board. We're
1: talking interspecies relationship.
0: Even better. Glenn. I mean... Even if Asian, there is zero <laughs> miss bases. There's no <laughs> race not covered or ethnicity <laughs> missing out here. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. This is the, this is Lovetown, Alexandria. You know, yeah. They've gotten a little too comfortable, and I
1: think they're doing that on purpose.
0: They are. I think I'm 100 percent convinced they're doing all this for everybody to have the anguish of loss. You know, for stuff that's come down the pike.
1: But see, I think that what they're what they're trying to do is throw you off the scent, because you know character deaths are coming. Okay, so yes. they don't want you to know which love affair is going to be torn a half when Crush. one dies. Yeah. So I think they're like throwing love all over the place. So it's like, oh well, you think it might be Glenn and Maggie? Like one of them's going to die? No, 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 because we've thrown in. Carolyn Tobin and Rick and Michonne and all these others Tara and stuff like Denise, that. Yeah. So, and I'll be the one, I'll be honest with you, they are really layering it on thick with Tara and Denise. Yes. So, yes, my crosshairs are on Tara.
0: There's no doubt. When you think about who are your top three expendable characters that have been with the show for at least two seasons for it to be a catastrophic death.
1: Not to mention, one of them's, what, pushing six months pregnant at this point?
0: Yeah. Well, if you watch Talking Dead, she has given birth, you know, but during the show, yeah, she, at the, during that shooting, she was nine months pregnant. Get you some of that action.
1: Yeah, well, they don't have enough big dinner plates to keep oh putting in God, front of her stomach. How ridiculous was that?
0: How big was <laughs> The only thing missing was the platter, you know? Oh, I my mean, God. Come it on. should have just
1: been arrows said, don't look here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, because, look, Tara's a pretty girl and stuff like that, but she is thick
0: as hell in these episodes. Man, you know. Nothing against a pregnant woman. I mean, don't get me wrong, Tara's still a beautiful girl. But you could just see such a major difference from the days when she was at the prison to this. I mean, it just, you know, neckline, check, I mean, everything. I know know they were shooting from the chest up, but, I mean, girl was bustier. You know, you you put your baby weight on. It was obvious. I mean, they're wearing black hoodies and everybody else is sweating outside. I just like, what? I mean, come on.
1: Hey, I you know, I know that's got to be tough to do. In a shoot. It just has to be tough. And you can't just, like, kill her off randomly because that would suck. Yeah. So they're building something up, I believe. Now, the fact that Tara has already given birth, you know, maybe she think, does stick around.
0: I I, I don't know. Here's they, the thing that throws me. They've made it through the tough part. Here's the thing that throws my sin office is, is that, you know... I, I hate when they do these surprise characters or surprise guests on Talking Dead because you know three out of four of them are a character who's died, and we just saw Tara and um, what's his name? Oh God, um, you know one of the one of the two, uh, Aaron, Aaron. Uh, they were just on the show, so it's kind of like pull them off the list, you know. But I'm with you. I thought Tara was definitely top three on the quota for gotta go. You know, going to be one of the first major characters. Well, she still could be. Don't get me wrong.
1: Who are your other two? You never listed the other two.
0: If I had to say my top three, I hate to say Abraham's on top of the list. I think uh, just as soon as he starts to make uh, some moves with Sasha, that, you know, he'll realize some things about Rosita, and then, you know, he could probably go. Um, And then, of course, I think Tobin's toast. Uh, I think uh, Carol is better a singular character. I don't think that they're going to let that materialize. He's an easy fluff kill. You know, if you need a few people from Alexandria and we have had a little bit of connection with, he's a good one to go.
1: Yeah, but see, I would hate that. I would hate, because that would literally show you behind the scenes. That would show you that they just created this relationship only to kill Tobin. There's not that many episodes left. You know what I mean? They're going to have to like, kill him off quickly. It's like, well, that was a waste. And that was clearly just some... Hollywood setup, you know. I'd well, rather it Ma- be the surprise one we're not thinking of.
0: All right. Well, we, we, it's not Michonne. It's not Rick. I, I mean, uh, the show's dead, and Carol, if uh, Daryl goes, so I mean, <laughs> they really could stun me if, like, the show is setting up the Carol Maggie thing. Like, one of them's going to go, and I have some thoughts about that later, and I'll show you the reason I don't think it's either one of them, and uh, you know, I think the show kind of gave credence and evidence to that. And I might be completely off base with that. So we'll get to that in a little minute. Okay. Um, Rick does this little devotional at church and gets everybody on the course. And of course, like we everybody expected, Morgan pops up. Well, do we have other options? Have we talked to him? I've done this, you know. And Rick brings up a good idea of, you know, I don't want to lose the element of surprise and so on. Do you agree with this? Do you think that he, you know, not knowing what happens later in the episode, do you think this would would be the best course of action.
1: I'm not sure either one were necessarily right. I feel like maybe they should have waited a few more days, like scoped out the place a little bit, you know, learned some ins and outs and, you know, schedules like, you know, we find out later on in the episode that this is more than likely not their only location, you know, and, For them not to know that when they could have known it by just seeing cars coming and going or something, you know, that makes me think maybe they just rushed in too fast. Now they have a month, right? They got a month's worth of food. So I would like to have seen a smarter Rick's group, like, you know, really scoping and casing this place,
0: making sure that it's, you know, they've covered all their bases. You know, the only thing I was thinking of the whole time, I was like, we have never even met Negan yet. And me being the comic book writer, reader, I know he's such a pivotal character. And so when they go start doing this, I'm like, the first thing that goes to my mind is, is like, why don't you make sure you know who you're going after? Why don't you make sure, you know, I thought it was very strange that they just made a plan to attack this place without anyone knowing who he was, what he was, where he was, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um I thought it was a little haphazard. Um I
1: in a way I can kind of argue for it too, because it's like not only is the element of surprise in the effect of the attack, but how long before one of the hilltoppers lets it slip, you know, to one of Negan's crew? Or how long before Negan's crew finds them in Alexandria? Right. You know, we had, so, a,
0: we had a feedback from John. He emailed me and said that I thought it might be better or John said he thought it would be better that if they use the element of surprise by luring Negan and his men to the hilltop, like not do a drop and then let Negan come and talk to him and you know, do it that way, where right. you could you know, you'd have the walls as well as the surrounding area to be able to, you know, do something. And I kind of agree with that, but I also think about, well, you know, if you're wooden walls and you're trapped in your own containment, you know, that could be good nor bad. You know, you just never know.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I think you could possibly nitpick this to death. I'm not nitpicking
0: it. I'm just thinking, you know, this is more opinion-based. Yeah, Not
1: not nitpicking like how the show executed. I'm talking about nitpicking what you think your plan would have been, you know. Uh, Because, God, there's got to be a million different... Options, if you think about it, right. But for fun's sake, I love the way they
0: approached it. (laughs) Right. Now, the one thing I was like, how about Abraham in his total dick move of, I'm i I'm out of here. I'm packing my stuff and out the door he goes. You know, I really, I thought you were the last woman on the world in the world, and you're not. And boom, out the door. I mean Why are Dingleberries brown? <laughs> I mean <laughs> great line, but while being a dick,
1: or you know? Yeah, and the way they kind of <laughs> made this out, it was almost like he's leaving
0: Alexandria. That's what thank you. My wife's like looking at you going like I mean he's really leaving the camp? I mean what the heck? Yeah. I mean, really? What what the another thing is what happened to cause this? The last time we saw Abraham, he lost a necklace on the ground. You know, and as far as we knew, everything was fine. And then all of a sudden he walks in there and we're done. Out the door he goes. But no,
1: you remember that episode when the necklace falls off and stuff like that. He's he's smiling, laying on the ground. And like you said, like the guy was almost died. He saw his wife. Abraham was obviously being choked and he saw Sasha. That's who he thought of, you know. So he had come to that conclusion, epiphany, that that's, if that's who you're thinking about when you're about to die then that's who you want to be with, you know? So,
0: did he handle it piss poorly?
1: Absolutely. Super (laughs) dick.
0: Straight dick move. (laughs) And then just the complete ridiculousness of seeing Eugene with a dang cookie in his mouth waiting outside the door. Always lurking.
1: Always lurking. I mean... He's like, we all ain't together anymore, you know? (sighs) Yeah, Eugene is uh, sick... And I understand this was a uh, comic relief, you know, for the episode, but uh, kind of wish, you know,
0: uh, a little I coincidental just, and silly. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was, it was unnecessary. You know, she's in that heated moment, emotion, crying, and they open the door, and, uh, the chewy. I mean, like, really? Really? Unnecessary. Yes. You know. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so how about my man Rick and them doing their drawings of the facility? Being an art guy as you and I are, I'm looking at this these third grade level childish crayon drawings they're whipping around, and I'm laughing my tail off, like, this room goes here. And they draw a box, you know, and I'm like, oh! <laughs> the pantry, uh, the armory, there's this hallway, and it leads to this, and... Uh, I, I don't I was missing. I was the dotted line and the X for treasure. I mean, it was like what
1: when they started drawing the outside perimeter, I had no idea what they were drawing. <laughs> no idea. And it said it's got satellites all over. it. There was one big ass satellite out there, wasn't it? I thought it was two. Was there?
0: Does it matter? Uh, that's Doesn't not. Matter. That's like a moon raider. I mean, that thing was enormous. Moonraker,
1: huh? Moonraker. Raker. I mean, it's, and it's I'm not over even sure top. that's the right bond. You're thinking of Goldeneye? Uh, yeah, you're right.
0: I just slap uh, yourself with the shame. Yeah. Sean <laughs> <laughs> Bean lives. Uh, but I mean, just wow. I mean, I only think it was, I was hoping somebody draw a little bush. Yeah, there's a tree here and sidewalk. Like yeah. I
1: said, get back to my point where they should have been casing this place. They could have had a really nice drawing, you know, have every ins yeah. and out covered.
0: Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> One of my favorite parts of the other episode was the, okay, we need to find a walker that looks like Gregory, you know, and these heads they put on the street, man. (laughs) First off, these three heads too look too much alike. Yes. This is too well done. This is too, I'm sorry, you could spend a week out there with walkers, you wouldn't find one head that looked as good as one of them.
1: The perfect gray beard and the serious
0: yeah. and the hair. I was like, you got to be kidding me. You know, it was so ridiculous. But it was also funny and fun to watch that I overlooked it, how that is. They made it seem like in an hour's time they found these three heads. I was like, really?
1: Not only that, they had a crate out there. It was like the head deposit. <sighs> All right, just throw your heads in here. We'll work it out. Whatever, you know. Glenn is out there and he's like, yeah, well. This one. And they're, you know, sawing a head off and yeah, stuff like that. Uh, what's his name? What's the dreadlocks guy? What's Heath. His, uh Heath is out there. You know, he just looks like he's about borderline ready to throw up. And, yeah. I mean we're taking but they're just, like, just deposit your heads here. And we'll have a crew of <laughs> FX people. It's like a recycling
0: bin. <laughs> yeah. I mean Nicotero had to have so much fun with this. Well you know one of those he- the heads that was used was his cast of him. It's Nicotero. Yeah. Yeah. Now one of our viewer feedbacks I thought was I didn't know this. Evidently, he looked it up. Um, <laughs> I thought it was really, really cool. Is that the one of the other heads was a Johnny Depp's cast um, from uh, used from like the Black Mass, uh, cast. Okay. or so on. And I'm trying to remember. Um, oh, who sent that in? I want to give him credit for that. Uh, Brian did. Yeah, he was telling me about it, and, and I was like, "Wow, well, you know, that's yeah. crazy." Well done, you know, cool effects, but they all just look too good. Yeah, it was it was too ridiculous. You would never find three people who have those kind of features and characteristics so easily just by fanning out by the road to find a few walkers. Yeah, and you could go through 150 walkers and you wouldn't get one that might look that close to Gregory. When he picks it up and then starts to pummel
1: the nose. Oh my God. Uh, she gives
0: it a few jabs and a, and a right cross. Yeah, I
1: said Eugene was a comic relief. This was the comic <laughs> relief. This yeah. was wonderful. This was wonderful television. Oh, right?
0: there is no doubt.
1: A good camera angle where it's just like thumping it. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> the squelching when he pulls it off the pavement and stuff. Yeah, and it's the like,
0: stickiness oh. and everything. Could you, uh, just the odor. You know, <laughs> oh, God. Oh, <laughs> God. And the thing is, we if anything we've
1: found out about walkers is that their heads are basically rotten pumpkins or gourds of some kind. I'm surprised he didn't punch a hole straight through the head of this oh, yeah. thing.
0: Like you see his entire knuckles coming through the backside, you know. And the
1: hair and the scalp didn't just tear off the top of something. I'm just like, come on, man. But I laughed vigorously. This is wonderful. Yeah.
0: Like I said, it's the, the relief that came with it made up for the ridiculousness of the Absolutely. scene. Absolutely. You know. And they I,
1: went for cool, and I appreciated it. Yeah.
0: They're, they're, <laughs> there's no doubt. So, of course, they, they, they discussed their plan. They're like, all right, we're going to go in there in the early morning hours. They'll be asleep, tired. The guards will be ready. And then, the whole sudden, you pull up at this place, and it's pitch black, and, like, the red lights of death appear, and I was like, what? Yeah,
1: that was really cool,
0: too. You know, I was like, makes you think they're a little more fortified, and that they really out, you know, didn't think this well. Like, there's more than two, there's more to it, you know? But they don't. The guy walks up, and, you know, and he got these two D-bag guards, you know, and... Oh, uh, what you got? And giving him playing with the mouth and all that stuff. Ha ha ha. <laughs> bad, 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 bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then how impressed were you with the tactical assault of the uh you know of the Alexandrians on this? First thing I'm gonna say I'm not
1: impressed with, and it really pisses me off just from episodes
0: past. Dude, they're dropping the cuss words like no problem now. Dude, that's in my notes right here. Look, what's that say large right here? Cussing everyone. We got, we said the S-bomb, we, an A-hole, all kinds of stuff. I Dude, mean, I couldn't get one F-bomb
1: in the Terminus trailer, but now they could just drop shit, 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 asshole, asshole shit. I just yeah, like, I mean, come good. on, man. Like, I don't care. Cussing doesn't bother me one bit, but when they don't use it in the times they really need, yeah. that drives me crazy.
0: Yeah, there was, there was a miss from that. I was like, wow. Even Carol's calling people an a-hole and everything He's else. Calling,
1: she's calling Tobin, asshole. It's like their pet name for each other. Yeah. Just stick it <laughs> in your <laughs> mouth, asshole. Yeah. You know?
0: It's like... <laughs> I
1: mean, I, it just drives me crazy. Did it seem uncomfortable when it was said? It was kind of like, eh? Not really. Like I said, I cuss like a sailor. Cuss words don't bother me at all. But... They have put a level of degrees on what cuss words more
0: brutal yeah, There's a hierarchy others. of what's worse than what, the, yeah. The
1: F-bomb is just above all, and they just will not say it. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yet it's, in the vernacular, people, it's probably the most used. Yeah, I'd imagine. That's yeah. the F-bomb, yeah.
0: Yeah. Alright, so let's talk about the tactical moves here. We get one... Garrow comes out of nowhere, slices the throat. The other guy comes out, takes a sword from the back of the chest. Oh, you know, wonderful
1: a, CG, yeah, on sword,
0: great special effects. Yeah, I mean, all of a sudden, twenty of them come out of nowhere and they're into the place. They're they're you know, it looks like Navy SEALs going down a hallway, covering each other's back and so on, room by room, and they go into these rooms and kill these guys asleep and. Another example that hurt, just bothers me is they take these knives and they go through the skull like it's nothing you no, know they're going through the eye sockets I thought about that it looked like one guy was from the side of the head but because uh. Uh, you could really see
1: it with Glenn because he's like like aiming over the eye socket so I think
0: they did okay, okay. They, they were going through the eye sockets mm-hmm, into the brain right. so here's that clue thing that I was going to tell you about. Now, as much as I was happy to see about it, see it, I almost also it was also ridiculous that they showed it. And this is the 15 Polaroids of everybody's oh, yeah. head being bashed in. Now, if you've heard anything about the comics or
1: anything about certain characters in the comics, this was just
0: too much. Like, Yeah, they were- it was like, it was like, Somebody putting a spotlight on the wall and saying, Make sure you see this before you leave today. You know what I mean? Well, you got Jesus explaining that Negan beat a person to death, beat as an example. a 16
1: year old's head in with a bat, as an example, in front of the gates. And now we have 15 to 20 Polaroids hanging on the wall of obviously heads beaten in with a bat.
0: Right. Now, did you notice something about those pictures? I could not find a single female victim in all those pictures. I went back and watched it a couple of times. I bet you did, you sick bastard. Oh, no. I'm trying to see if there was a (laughs) clue, man. Whatever. No,
1: I did did not notice. I didn't notice anything.
0: I couldn't see. And that is what leads me to my prediction that we're going to lose a male character. And so if you had to say we're losing a male character, that's what makes me think a Tobin or an Abraham or something of that nature. That's what makes me think Tobin might be one of the very first people to go, possibly. But I don't know. I just don't don't see AMC saying it's okay to take a bat to a Carol or a Maggie or something of that name. I just don't see it. I don't. If that's what's going to happen on the road, you know. Because I think you know, they're, 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 why tell us that he beat a person to death with a bat, and then show us twenty Polaroids of somebody's beaten to death with a bat, if we're not going to get somebody beaten to death with a bat?
1: And we know from shows past, and I I didn't read all this in the comic book. You did about the governor and Michonne, where there was rape and torture and brutality, all kinds like you've of brutality. Never seen That they did not put in the show. No, they couldn't. And that was a male character on a female character. Now, later in the comic books, you said Michonne got him back with... Michonne... More brutality, you know, towards him.
0: Yeah, it was... Well, see, in the comic book, Michonne, Michonne was tied up and tortured. Okay? And raped, kind of beaten, like that. But nothing that left, like, a physical mark. Well... She got the governor tied up, took his arm off, took his eye out, burned him, did all these horrific things. Right. But he was bound, like, you know, and left for dead. And miraculously, his men were able to keep him alive. And then he comes back at a much later time. That's not how it went in the show. It wouldn't have worked in the show that way.
1: But the thing is, they still didn't show the brutality on a female character. No. So I agree with you. The it one, will be worst difficult. The thing ever
0: happened to a female character was like Maggie was stripped to her brawl and they were threatening to do something to her, but nothing really ever happened. That's as far as they've gone. Even then, it went to
1: shoving Glenn into a room with no weapon and then releasing a walker on him where he had to stab it with a chair leg.
0: Right. So, I mean, like I just don't see it. They're going to really, really surprise me if you're going to tell me you're going to kill a female character brutally on this show. Well, that I'm not makes sexy me hope. like that. I just don't think the show is going to go there. <sighs> Maybe not. I hope
1: they don't have boundaries like that. I just I hope it's equal opportunity. Yeah. Because if you take away the surprise factor and you even, even if you narrow it down to male characters, that I mean, that narrows it down quite a bit, you know? The ones that are in danger and would have a lasting
0: impact. Right. I just, I mean, if you let's think about this. Think about major female characters. How have they died in the show? It's been because of a bite, or a gunshot wound to the head, or, or they're killed off camera, and you're assumed what happened to them. Mostly bites. Yeah, I mean, that's just, that's kind of what happened. I mean, I can think of three of them right now. You know, Carl shot his mother off camera, but... You know, yeah, you saw the brutality of pulling a baby out, but that was the most graphic you got. I mean, you just don't have the, that that level of brutality to a guy. I mean, it's like watch his neck getting eaten out. Yeah, watch Noah in part. the space torn. Yeah, his jaw ripped. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, so I think for this shot to have the the cajones to really have that, oh my god, am we watching this? We are going to see a male character get beaten to death. And who is it?
1: And what's crazy, we just saw Sam, a child, male child, you watch him get eaten eaten to pieces. Jesse, all they show is an arm sticking out and her kind of going, and wiggling in a pile.
0: uh, I hate it. The walker's walking in front of the camera, and then she just disappears. Yeah, we don't see her even
1: take a single bite. We don't. So you're right. I mean, it's it's true. The, the
0: show does not show female brutality. No. So I'm, and that's why I say, I think it's a male guy. Who is going to be, is going to be interesting. Yeah. Really, really interesting. All right. Going back to the assault. They're going in room to room, going up there, shooting AKs, M16s, the whole nine yards. Phenomenal cinematography, phenomenal special effects. The the bullets going in them, the the squibs. Oh. Before the we get too
1: y- far, what what caused the actual gunfire to start
0: was the guy sneaking up on Abraham. Dude, by the way, awesome tweet. By the way, I mean we got a lot of love on that tweet of you know the commit the guy Dude's takes committed. Two stab wounds to the chest and still has the commitment to go and pull the fire alarm.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't know about all that.
0: Yeah, no, <laughs> but it was all right. I'd have been trying to I hold I my would. guts in. No! No! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy! Yeah, that uh, makes me think of favorite pride, Ryan. But I know. I know, It, it was cool. And right before that, you know, they're busting into the rooms. They're killing folks. It's It's sweet. Rick shooting folks from the distance. The Oh, the one the one gunshot that blew me away was the big guy in the white shirt, and Daryl puts a shotgun blast to his chest. Yeah. Pretty cool special effects, man. I was
1: really impressed with this, man. This I was really just was, too. Exceedingly well done. I was uh, going to ask you something. You know a little bit more about the gun stuff, and I know you have some friends that are pretty well-versed in some of the things. When Glenn and Heath... Which is my favorite scene, too, by the way. When Glenn and Heath run into the armory, fall flat, and then stand up with two new auto weapons and start firing through the door and kill all them. Yeah. That door would have had exit wounds in the door, right? Exit, whatever. I say wounds, but. You would whatever,
0: have an entry and exit hole. Hole. Exit hole. They were just pinholes everywhere, completely inaccurate. Was that wrong? Right? I'm, yes. I'm not. I'm not what crazy. I, what do you call it? Me and my police officer friends and some other buddies. We, you know, they do tactical assaults on cars and doors and so on, and we'll have fun. We'll shoot this stuff. The entry wound is a pinhole, and on the exit wound is a large blowout. You know, the at metal. least four times the diameter. And of course, you'd have the metal fray sticking out. Correct. Towards you, um, like shooting an aluminum can, even a metal door of any yeah. type. Um, you know, I mean, if it's a thicker gauge steel, the hole will be just a little bit larger, but you would have like... Protruding, would protruding metal. towards you. Right. If you looked at that door, it just looked like pinholes everywhere. Like it took a drill to it. You right. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, there was a little bit of inaccuracy because when they slid on the floor and everything was getting shot up around them, you should have had the door having exit wounds from their point of view and them shooting the other way. You, you know, that kind of stuff. So you, you do have a point there. Um,
1: and do you think... If the weapons could shoot through the door like that, leaving just pinholes, I would think that back wall where even other guns are sitting should have been peppered. Oh, yes. You know? Yeah. Well, and look, I, I I, know it sounds like I'm nitpicking. This was my favorite part of the whole episode was them standing up and rifling through the door.
0: Oh, yeah. It was f- awesome. Oh, Salt rifle love. Yeah, right. no doubt.
1: And then even Jesus putting down the last guy, you know, I, I love this whole scene. I was just like, man... Nicotero knows better than that. He knows yeah, better.
0: There, there's. I'll be honest with you. It's very rare that we're finding the people who take the time to do those little minute details when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, I don't know if it's a safety issue or risk or whatever, but I think it'd be worth to, you know, yeah, you shoot the scene where you see the sparks and all like that, and then – you pull the actors away and put another door there and then you shoot it again where you see the bullets coming through and the, the metal protruding like it's supposed to and then finish the scene that way. You know, that, I just think that's the little extra step, you know, to go the extra mile.
1: One of my favorite things to see in a, in a bullet hole and stuff like that, especially through a door, is you have a lit hallway into a dark room where you get the the light, you know, shoots oh, yeah, the, the coming through. through the light, yeah. Creates so a really cool effect. Really neat effect courses didn't have it no. you know what i mean and they were firing m16s or ar15s so we're talking about a 308 or a 556 coming
0: through 223 556 308. Right. it's going to be one of those three rounds based on the weapons they were carrying a bigger hole should have been coming through yeah they're not
1: massive holes no no no
0: no no. i mean but they're
1: not pinholes either no
0: no i mean i think the size of the holes were kind of accurate i just didn't like that like you said entry exit i don't okay. hang up too much on that um now like you said that was pretty sweet them running you know the sparks going everywhere killing folks all that's great now, did you think it was strange that during this insult, we didn't have not one person on the good side shot? The only wound we had was Abraham getting a little slice across the arm. Out of all those people in a gun battle, we don't have one person who gets nicked?
1: Yeah, I thought there might be a clipping.
0: Yeah, I know? was expecting the wing. You know, I got shot in the arm or shoulder or... You know, or even a leg. leg. Got to, like,
1: yeah. got to help someone limp out. Yeah. You know? Uh,
0: no, Could've we got Could have added a nothing. little more to the uh, uh, realism effect.
1: Who would have got clipped? Maybe like a Heath, you yeah. know, may have taken a shot. But he's
0: going down the ground, to, you know, all his bullets, in one great A graze blade, yeah. Graze. I hit him right across there, and then he stands up and shoots, and he goes, you know, and then it goes to cloud. I ain't got time to bleed, or you know. <laughs>
1: Jesus, you are not Jesse Ventura. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. I. Once again, I think the show is just laying it on a little too thick. Rick's group's a
0: badass. I mean, they're just unstoppable force. I'm sorry. Nobody in Rick's group has any type of weapons training, tactical training, fighting skill training of any type of... Now, they might be survivors and done great like that, but let's go ahead and be honest with ourselves. They have got received nothing in the way of a tactical anything that says... We can handle ourselves in anything. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, they might have more gumption to do things, but actually being able to execute it as well. I mean, Rick was going around there, bumping out, cover. I mean, yeah, you know stacking all up. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and these guys were like, whoo, whoo, looking at every room and covering each other's backs and da da. You know, it, it was well choreographed and so on, but. They've never done anything like this before except maybe one time like when they went into the hospital to save you know what's her face as and a matter that, of fact the
1: one man with military training Abraham
0: is the only one injured yes and the I other one it. snuck up on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean Abraham is sucking he's the one who gets choke slam he's the one who gets sliced and he's the one who's got the, the all the kudos and know, has like, to
1: get saved by Rosita
0: I don't know, I oh, know yeah. Sasha. And, uh, Sasha, uh, sorry. I'm just like, what the? So yeah, I did think that was a little off. It's another example of how cool the episode and scene were, and it made you realize, wait a minute, I didn't even think about this. This was going a little off. Matter
1: of fact, I didn't even think about the time. I just thought about that with Abraham. I would have liked to seen Abraham
0: play the role of planning the raid. Yeah, how about him sit there and go, this is how we need to handle this. This will Use what his expertise brings to the table. Yeah, we never hear you know, about it was, his... It was freaking Michonne's hand drawing the map and Rick doing most of the talking. And da-da-da. Where was Abe? And he was just telling war stories
1: a couple episodes ago. You know, I'm just like... Missed opportunity. Missed opportunity, man.
0: Missed opportunity. There, There's no Take doubt. advantage of your Abraham. So, we get outside and we have Insta light, you know... Shh. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: realize that means Carol and Maggie have been standing outside for several hours.
0: Yes. A lot of standing. Yeah. Um, right before that, however, a couple people came outside. Tara there greases one. And Gabriel goes ahead and makes me a believer. My man I mean, goes out there with his rifle and gives him a prayer. You know, I
1: was, Whoa. First off. This guy in the white sweater that goes down, worst acting job ever (laughs) for taking a couple bullets and going down. He's like, oh, let me take a knee. Oh, I'll slide over here. I don't yeah. want to land in the mud too hard. Yeah, you know, he barely well, goes
0: down. No, <laughs> no, what's better is the guy who gets shot behind him first. If you watch him, he gets shot and he does like almost like a jumping jack in midair. <gasps> yeah, <he's> slapping <laughs> like he's his hands and pirouetting. Yeah. Like, oh.
1: but then the next guy just like, oh, let me take a break here.
0: Oh, yeah, really? Just Got down. a bad knee, you know? Yeah. I'm gonna slightly fall to the ground. Uh, it was I, d- I dare say, watch the scene again. And when you see the first guy, like he does a pirouette, you know, feet off the ground. But then you got the opposite. Yeah, the mean, it side. is night and day. Yeah. And this guy takes two shots to the chest. He's got one in the upper torso and lower. Yeah. You know, he takes like a champion.
1: Yeah. These are a couple center mash blasts, <laughs> and he goes down like, oh man, <laughs> ah, pulled a muscle, Pull a muscle. And then, yeah, cool, though, Gabriel comes out, finally gets to, you know, put a hole in somebody. Yeah. Uh, with a,
0: I mean, full-on 30-06. Oh, uh, yeah. Know. No mercy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, his speech was great. His prayer was awesome. I loved it. Um, The guy was like, you know, you're dead already, and this, that stuff. And he just continues to pray and what drops him. It?
1: Blood is coming. Or yeah. something
0: like that, didn't he? Right. Yeah, he's just there was so much foreshadowing in this episode so much oh you are landing on thick yeah there was just no doubt i mean people need to get prepared we are fin to have something really bad happen with i believe more than one main character is going to fall and we need to be prepared for that i yeah. hope y'all as listeners are prepared for that because <laughs> it is coming I see a lot of heartache. I see a lot of breakdown. I see a lot of people getting to the point where you're not sure if they're going to recover from what I believe is coming down the pike.
1: Yeah. But like you're saying, in
0: the car lot, basically. (laughs) Yeah, the used car lot. Yeah. And my man, Heath, chooses the ugliest Toyota camper. But hey, rolls on out. I mean,
1: well, if you're going on supply runs, though, that's a nice dry storage area.
0: Plus, you probably sleep in that junk. Yeah. Then the infamous dirt bike shows back. Hold
1: on, though. Like we're saying about rolling it on too thick. They keep just poking us in the ears with Heath and Terror going on supply run. Heath and Tara are going on supply run. You talk about people that are worried about dying. You know, they just won't stop with the Heath and Tara going on supply run. Yeah. Matter of fact, he doesn't even want to, like, go back to Alexandria and take a break for a minute. He's like, no, nah, I'll just go now.
0: I'm just like, man, why? Why why beat this the death with that information? Like I said, where they're layering the Tara
1: Denise thing on thick. The Heath thing, where Glenn is like basically holding his hand through the stuff, won't let him, wouldn't let him kill the sleeping guy, remember? You know, and Heath's like appreciative, you know, because they don't know what it's going to be like to kill a person, not a walker. So They're layering on a couple things with Heath and Taylor. You know what I
0: think they're setting up? I think they're setting up the show doing the usual Walking Dead split characters so you don't have to have everybody on screen because we've had everybody. We've had the entire band together for the last few episodes. It's time to split them up for a few episodes. And I think they've really set this up with this kidnapping and then, of course, them laying so thick that there's going to be a supply run and everything else. So I really feel like we're about to have a a great divide where we're not going to see some characters for a little bit and so on.
1: And the thing is too, they're laying on a, a, a thick Heath and Terra supply run, but does that even still happen after the end of this episode?
0: No, I don't know. Yeah. Like yeah, I, said, I mean, just, like I said, I'm at a loss. Like I said,
1: a lot less in limbo, but you were saying the bike.
0: Yeah. Fellow comes out there. Daryl's like, what the hell? And you know, they shoot him off. They give him a good beat down. And we see the bike, you know, and like I tweeted out there and I got a lot of response for it, I said, the bike is just like the crossbow, you know, it's, it's missing, but never lost, you know? Yeah. And, um, But the bike is another foreshadowing. Yep. You know? Another callback. Right. To the so, survivors
1: Daryl ran into and the other
0: group that Daryl ran into. Right. And so where are the people and what happened to them and so on? I don't think those people are gone. We're going to, we're going to see them in the upcoming episodes. There's a
1: reason why they didn't show the face of the guy that cut the arm off. You know, remember the guy that walked up on the worst zombie attack of all walking dead history. Yeah. And he was like, come on, man, put your arm down and he cut his arm off. Right. But they don't even show that guy's face ever. Yeah. Probably cause they didn't want to cast him just yet, you know, cause they knew in the future, but it wasn't Negan, we no. know that, but it was probably going to be a right-hand man henchman of some kind. Right. So, that automatically tells you right now, hey, they have a whole other squad of people yeah, yeah. that we've not even seen yet. Yeah,
0: I mean, you think about how many they killed in this place, how many they killed on the road with Daryl, that, I mean, this is, a, this is a mob, this is a big deal. Yeah, a large, formidable
1: group. Yeah, I mean, how many no people doubt. do you think they did kill inside there? When I'm we, guessing at least twenty, twenty five. Yeah, and then the group on, that Daryl killed on the road, the RPG was what seven ish? At least. Yeah, seven or eight
0: bikers. Yeah. So we're, I think we're down at least thirty men.
1: Yeah, I'll give a thirty count. Yeah,
0: and which impressive, impressive. Oh, impressive. All right, so they take the guy off the bike, they put the gun on him, and all of a sudden we get the radio call. A you with the anaconda, and python, or whatever it is, you know, getting away. Um, which I struggled with a little bit. We see the female actress that's got this going on. Now, before this scene even happens, we have this pitch black scene where Carol's giving Maggie the grief of why are you here, why are you out here, and stuff like that. And then we had another stealth walker arrive just as they're having a chat. I mean, they're sitting there talking to each other and all of a sudden, argh, one foot away, <laughs> Carol dispatches it, you know. I this mean, show
1: never learns with the <sighs> stealth zombie.
0: Stop with these stealth walkers. I mean. I'm so tired of this.
1: Ninjas. Ninjas, man.
0: <laughs> Ninja walk. So anyway, then we see, all right, so evidently Carol and Maggie have been kidnapped. And it's a female character on there. And this girl knows exactly what kind of gun Rick's got from that kind of distance away, even with binoculars.
1: Well, he's slinging a pretty heavy python. Eh. So they're kidnapping. Do out. we know it's an anaconda? Is it an anaconda or is it a python? Python. Okay. Well, then she didn't
0: know exactly what it was. No. Anyway. <laughs> they've got carol maggie and then that's kind of how the show wraps you know and of course you see in the talking dead you learn a little bit a little more about this little character that there's there's two or three female characters and then there's another guy which i'm excited about because he played a badass in banshee um he got you know he's off the show banshee and now he's on to the walking dead and so i feel like this guy is going to bring a lot to the table I'm looking forward. To it. i'm not gonna name names like that in case you didn't watch previews and stuff but uh Looks like we're really going to focus kind of on this kidnapping thing moving forward. Um, I think this would be pretty sweet. Uh, This was kind of a curveball I didn't expect.
1: Yeah, I mean, this kind of floored me. I I was kind of expecting slightly a planning episode, not a full-on assault episode. So this has got me super hyped
0: for the next episode now. I will tell you, there is one thought that runs through my mind that the comic book brings us about female characters getting captured and what happens. And I'm not going to spoil it, but I'm just telling you that if they decide to kind of go that way with their little AMX remix, oof, it could be brutal. It could be like a, wow, cannot believe they went there. And I think it's plausible. So, you know, Uh, I'm really, really anticipating to see what's going to happen here. Because think about this. Think if they put a situation in where we're going to lose one of these characters and you had to guess which one. Who would you really choose? Between Maggie and Carol? Yeah.
1: You know, that used to be a pretty, I think, even harder question because of how badass Carol's been. But this episode did not do anything from a Carol meter but lower it. No. So, at this point, oddly enough, I'm on Team Maggie because she's preggers. And Give me something to throw at you. I don't, I don't like you right now.
0: Uh, dude, Carol has taken an
1: absolute dive
0: oh, this episode. No, it's kamikaze. She hasn't blown up yet, but she's, she's going down. She is
1: easily redeemable, but my God. I don't want to see Moral Carol. I want to see... No. I don't want to see Morgan Carol. <laughs> no. I want to see Terminus Carol.
0: Right. Right. I want to see wolves, Carol. Right. Now, I mentioned Morgan kind of at the end for a reason. This was kind of a something we talked about even on Twitter. It's like that. The welding scene. And I think you were spot on. Do we believe this is he, he's building another cell? What else would he be welding? I don't know. I looked at it. It kind of had maybe some curved metal to it. I didn't know. But pff, like I said, I think it's the only thing that's plausible.
1: Ugh. I mean, when it, when I saw the scene, I said... Another cell. It's got to be. But why?
0: Why do you think? I think he's struggling. And maybe the cell was something that's going to bring back, you know, his chi or, you know, where he needs to be or something. Or is he going to try to redo what happened okay. to him? Okay, but what that guy do? That guy went and
1: got the person who killed his family and put him in the cell. And... You know, didn't plan on whatever happened. You know, what he starved him for 20 days or something like that. But what's Morgan going to do? Like, what happened to Morgan? That guy put Morgan in the cage to calm him down and bring him to the light. hmm You know, what would Morgan... Who's Morgan putting in there? That's what I say.
0: I don't... I don't know. I it mean, might not even be a cage. We don't even know. Well, if it is a cage... <laughs> I know why they need a cage later on, but I'm not going to say. <laughs> Be gone with your comic book knowledge. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, hey, comic book lovers out there, you know why they need a jail cell later on. I mean, <laughs> come on. You know them. Uh, let's get some feedback, man. We had a lot of good stuff. Um, Matthew told us that he really enjoyed the show, but he was curious about the moments between uh, Heath and Glenn. He feels like that it was a odd pairing, and that it didn't necessarily help the show. What do you think?
1: Um, I think there hasn't been enough Heath in the show to make you give a damn what happens to Heath. So pairing him with a character that we all
0: love is probably a good idea. I didn't mind the pairing so much. Um, I just, I really struggle because they continually try to show the difficulty of surviving this world and the decisions you have to make. And when I feel like we're two years in and we've killed people and we've done things and they still show them really, really struggling with it. I struggle with them struggling. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, no, I, I can understand Heath struggling with it because it's probably definitely the first time he's ever had to do this. But Glenn, your pregnant wife is outside. Like he ought to be in there just Swiss yeah, cheese and dudes freaking
0: chip, 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 chip. Asian Rambo in there. You yeah, know what I mean? I, I have no idea why he's struggling. Yeah, so that kind of stuff. I'm just yeah, that's the part that bothers me about their pair, not the pair itself.
1: Yeah. You know. And and Glenn is kind of a I don't know like a a guide. You know what I mean? Like, he he tends to, you know, move people around.
0: You you got to think about this. Glenn has never killed a live person until this episode.
1: How's that even possible? How did he not kill anyone at the prison? No,
0: he he killed people at the prison battle. I thought, no, I thought there was an episode where, when you remember the dumpster scene, like he was the one, the last character who, was on Walking Dead that has not killed a, um. you know, a, a real live person. What was he doing during the prison fight? I don't know. That's what I just remember. It was on the uh, the Talking Dead and stuff. Because he was the guy with all the armor on. Well, I know he shot at people, but I don't did he actually kill someone?
1: Well, I have lost all faith in his aim if he didn't kill anybody. (laughs) I mean, the governor's out there one handed, like, scope, picking off Axel from 400 (laughs) yards with a snub nose.
0: Yeah, snub snub, nose. He's a Saturday night special, just ah, 400 (laughs) yard blast. Yeah, I mean, Axel's head's
1: banished. (laughs) But Glenn, with an automatic rifle, can't hit anybody. Okay.
0: Well, you know, it is what it is. Um, Matthew says, what was in the room that Sasha and Abraham busted into and found? It looked like a weed room to me. I think it
1: was a grow operation. Uh, Yes. Um. Now, whether it was growing drugs, I don't know. It could be literally hydroponics of like, uh, Yeah, it could be anything. It could be a food source. source. Vegetables and
0: whatever. Didn't really look that way. It definitely looked like a recreational room of some type. I mean, if they, Uh, but yeah, got a chief. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Um, David told us. He said, "Look, I love the dark humor with Rick punching the the zombie head repetitively. Uh, The just it it made it look more like Gregory, which you know I really felt like was pretty good. He questions. He goes, do we believe that this is the end for Carol or Maggie, and will they meet Lucille?'" Um, if you don't know who Lucille is, Lucille is the name of the bat that Negan wields. So you First think- off,
1: giving out too many comic lingos in this
0: uh, in this message. Whatever. No. It's it's all over everywhere. Facebook like that. And he carries a bat named Lucille. Give me a break.
1: I'm going out there for you people that don't like spoilers. I'm here for you. Yeah.
0: Okay. Do you think anybody do you think either one of them characters is gonna die at the hand I don't they- think so.
1: Although the way they're shifting Carol It may be a good idea. Yeah.
0: Bash her. Maybe.
1: Bash some sense into her. That'd be good.
0: (laughs) Shut up. Maybe just
1: bash her knee or something so she'll wake up.
0: All right. Eric says that he loved the episode, but the, the main issue he had was, is why was Maggie not forced to stay home? He thought that that was something Glenn should have done from the beginning and that it was almost arbitrary or way too late for Carol to have this moment when they were already three-fourths done with the raid.
1: I think Maggie's excuse for going was just weak. I it thought was, it was too. was thin. I mean, I made this deal, so I need to go. I'm like, nah. Nah. Everybody agreed to the deal. So it's not on your back, Maggie.
0: Yeah, I, I'm with you there. Uh
1: you know, it's just, they're putting a character in harm's way that's pregnant and has massive influence on the fans for no good reason.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's no logical reason for her to be there. I mean, I've hoped the whole, we'll, we'll never split again, da, da, da. That's just not rational. I mean, you are split. You're out here and he's in there. I mean, come on. Now, some of the things we talked about, they, a lot of people came in and were talking, and I kind of dense this. They said they are creating a lot of vulnerable people. And tell me if you believe these people are vulnerable. You know, death, whatever like that. Carol, Maggie, Tara, Tobin, Abraham, Rosita, and Sasha. These were the names that, like, out of a, tons of our feedback we got from several people, in some roundabout way, they feel like these people are somewhere near the top of the list on the chopping block.
1: I don't think Abraham and Sasha yet. They haven't flushed out their relationship enough yet. Um, Rosita, maybe, because what's what's keeping her interesting on the show now? You know, Uh, Maggie Carroll, not yet. You know, I think they purposely kidnapped them too to put more of an emphasis on their possibility of death or brutality. I, but I don't think so yet.
0: Uh, Banker wrote in and told us, you know, one of our super fans, she uh, was talking about, do we believe that, of course we've kind of figured out that Negan has more than one camp now, but do you believe there's even more than that? Um, and do you think these kidnappers are a part of Negan's group?
1: Well, they haven't necessarily. It's not I'll confirmed. Be, I'll be honest. When they showed the women that have Carol and Maggie, it made me think, no, that they it's weren't kind of my part of too. it. made me think they weren't part of Negan's group because we didn't see any women. Oh, we did see some women inside the uh, facility because Glenn and Heath shot some at the door. There was a woman in that pile. Um, so I guess it is possible, but this didn't look like
0: the well, same. The only thing I, I would say is that they knew the guy coming out of the facility by name because they said, you know, Hey, they also had a walkie, you're right. Right, and so I want to say they're going to be together. So in my way, they are part of Negan's group, um, which is, I think, necessary because if Rick and company had killed everybody, then Negan wouldn't even know what happened or who, where it came from, so it doesn't continue the antagonist or storyline of, oh, crap, you know what I mean? Right. So, so I think that's an obvious. I think it's pretty well confirmed. I mean, I yeah.
1: forgot about the walkie-talkie. I mean, that's pretty much sells it right there. Yeah.
0: That's where it spells it out, you know, um, the, the whole scenario, um, overall as a, as a, as encompassing of this entire situation, do you feel like everything they were trying to achieve? They did. There was a lot of questions like, okay, yeah, they went in there and did something, but did they actually achieve what they wanted to achieve? You know? In my opinion, is no. I mean, they don't even know who Negan is. They don't know where he is, if he was in the group or not. Now they've created more situation.
1: No, they pretty much locked up that they didn't when Michonne said, I wonder which one's Negan. And then the fact that this guy had a walkie-talkie with another group out there holding Maggie and Carol, they're yeah, obviously Lucian. not all dead. The Saviors are still alive. Some of them are. And right. whether or not they got Negan, they don't know. Right.
0: Now, it looks like they got a heck of a cache of weapons and stuff now. That but, Arsenal look pretty good. But do
1: they? Because now they have Carol and Maggie. Right. What are they going to have to give up? Like they're going
0: to let them just hold that facility? Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how they play this out because it can go a bunch of different ways. Yeah, they should probably just sacrifice Carol and Maggie. Now, these were some of my favorite. These were some of the Twitter um handles that were coming out, you know, there were like, uh, head shopping was, you know, I thought that was pretty good. Yes. Um, Jesus take the weed. Um, I thought that was pretty hilarious. They <laughs> And of course, uh, head boxing, you know, nice. uh, these. I mean, I couldn't help but write these down. I was just cackling most of the night reading the Twitter feeds on this stuff. Um, but you know, like I said before, the preview for next week, you know, they, they show you that, um. There was two or three female captors, and the guy from Banshee are ones holding Maggie and Carol and that's definitely gonna get real sticky and that's where the show's going next week and so yeah, pretty excited about that, looking forward to it because I'll be honest with you, we haven't had a dull episode yet, and i'm I'm gonna if they are able to continue this, this could be one of the best if not the best season of walking dead so far they continue this kind of level pace yeah, this pace
1: stuff. is is really fun and I can go with this no problem the problem is, is we're about to have separations of groups yes I definitely see that Carol and Maggie going one direction Rick's little group going one direction and we still have Alexandria people separated and don't forget hilltop people at some point we'll be running into them again you know cuz what's Jesus gonna do at this point you know, mm-hmm. it's just – so there's there's possibilities for them to mess up
0: the pace real bad. Yeah, they could definitely pump the brakes and make this kind of really slow down.
1: If they go to Alexandria for any reason, then that would be bad. I agree. So they I just agree. need to stick with Rick's group and Maggie and Carol and the, whatever they're doing together.
0: How long before we see Negan?
1: I think next episode. I think so. Yeah, I mean, they just... It's time? Yeah, I I, I assume that these people holding Carol and Maggie are going to make it to wherever Negan is. Okay. Not saying that whatever, you know... I don't think a character is going to necessarily die next episode, but I think we get the introduction. And imagine you got two good characters to have conversation with Negan. You know what I mean? Both... Carol and Maggie are, are good uh, you know, dialogue characters. So I could easily see that be a nice back and forth between Jeffrey Dean Morgan and them two. Yeah, I agree with that.
0: I agree with that one hundred percent. Well, bro, that's all I have, man. This show was epic. We've talked our heads off. Uh can't wait for next week. Um I can't think of anything else to even roll with. And if you ain't got nothing, I'll come and call it. Yeah, let's call it. Man, this is Blee TV guys, and I'm Zach. And I'm Jake. We're gonna call it a night.